hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. The latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 67. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, and also Samsung. Samsung, our good friends at Samsung. We'll talk about one of the best products coming out from Samsung very shortly, but each and every week joining me as the other bloke talking tech, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. Good to be here with you again. Mate, um, lots to talk about this week because there's, um, there's been a couple of kind of multi-product launches with, uh, with Intel and also E3 over in the States. So we'll talk about all those things here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. But uh, pretty hard not to kick it off with um, with the the gadget of the of the month, really gadget of the the first half of the year, without any doubt. Really, the Samsung Galaxy S three came out uh, uh, the day after we recorded. We foreshadowed its release uh, last week's show, and um, and it was a good. It was. A, I mean, Samsung did a bloody good job. Forget the product for the moment. They've actually done a good job on the thing that everyone's trying to do, and that is get that same level of publicity around a product like this. They, they got a good hype around it. They got good media coverage in the, in the mainstream media, and they did a very smart thing. It was out that day. That was that, that they 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 kind of out appled Apple uh, with this kind of hype and, and attention. And you're exactly right. There was news crews there. This made the evening news, as is typical with Apple products when they come out. And uh, it, it was held at the Capitol Theater. It was a packed uh, theater. Apparently, it was yep. a it was a regional event. So there were people from Korea and yes. Southeast Asia. It was quite an event. And uh, Jessica Rowe was hosting, and Tyler McGee got up and had had a chat about all the features. And then, as you said, he, he the, the the best thing they did. To too, was keep it secret, the fact that it was going to launch that day. He stood up and said, and it's available in an hour. And you know when we got out of the Capitol Theatre, all the mobile phone stores up in town and all around Westfields, where I went to East Gardeners later on, signs everywhere. Uh, there, were, there were people lining up to buy it. So it's uh, for good reason, though. It's, it's an excellent product. We've been both using it since the launch. Hmm. And uh, it is a serious step up from the S2, 4.8-inch screen, quad-core processor and probably one of the best batteries I've used on a smartphone. Mate, battery, don't do not get me started about the battery. This is the most phenomenal battery I've ever used on a smartphone. Now, I'm uh, it's now where I'm happy to say it's um, you know nearly 10 o'clock at night we're recording. I've been up since 5. Um, this thing here right in front of me now says 15 hours and 9 minutes on battery and I'm 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 still at 33%. That's pretty good. It's that's, pretty good. That's more than pretty good. That's best in in market, without any doubt in my books, um, of everything I've tried. You know, this is, um, you know, it's interesting, not just comparing the product, but but the hype and the launch, because you, you think about the Galaxy S2 launch last year. It was a it was a smallish room. It was you know a bunch of journo's from Australia, and it was a really nice phone, which we all loved at the time. This yeah. is they've in one year, Samsung have come from from 
somewhere back of field to just running up with the leaders in every way, shape, or form in in both the way they're approaching the product, but also in the product itself. This is a sleek um, device. It's it's really nice to feel, really nice to hold in your hand. It's actually very nice to have in your pocket because it's very light, um, and the rounded corners make it kind of slip around nice and easily. Um, look, I'll be honest with you. I, I think it's a great phone. I, I think the screen is, is spectacular. I think the battery life is brilliant. I think it's a good form factor. My only concern is, the, is honestly, typing. Typing? Are you serious? I'm deadly serious. I now, love typing on this. Oh, you don't you like the swipe typing? I, I, I'm okay with swipe typing, but swipe I find typing, it's... Typing, for our listeners who may not know what it is, is where rather than lifting your fingers up, up, off each after hitting each key... You kind of join the dots with the letters, hmm. so, and and I'm fine with that. But it's just the predictive nature of it is poor. I just didn't think the. But here's what I did. So it was it was it was just predicting wrong words, and it was just getting a bit annoying. But I was um, I was on Twitter, and uh, Ross Catanz already from Good Gear Guide mentioned that you know he he got frustrated with the keyboard and he downloaded Ice Cream Sandwich keyboard, and I went, well, hang on, what's that? And I downloaded, it, and Stephen, this this keyboard. Is awesome. Now it's not swipe type, so don't, don't, if okay. you, you've got to be a tap typer to use this, but it yep. is two hundred percent better than the standard tap type keyboard, oh, and it has okay. made me embrace this device today because I've had oh, it on right. for twenty four well, hours. Can I just give my little rundown? I, I like the form factor too. It's only eight point six millimeters, very thin, surprisingly thin when you first mm. grab the thing. Yep. Uh, screen is excellent, super AMOLED, four point eight. We know Samsung make a great screen. The Galaxy S two led the way in that department as well. Uh, the features that I do like the the uh, the where it looks it look it, it can see your eyes looking at the screen, so mm. it won't dim out. Is that's called a stay a smart stay? So it sees if your eyes is on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also I th- the camera is excellent as well. So there's burst shot, best shot. So you can select. It can do a burst shot and then automatically pick the best shot in, you know, to, in terms of exposure and the quality of the picture. So for sharing, that's excellent. My only criticism was S-Voice, which mm. was one of the features that they touted on the stage for the launch was a severe disappointment for me. It, it, was, uh, it was not a patch on the accuracy that Siri offered with the iPhone 4S. Uh, it was very disappointing. I, I tried to interact with it, and it gave me – it only worked, I think, probably a quarter of the time, a third of the time, and even with that was in quiet environments too. So for me, that was the, the, that was the disappointment uh, for the Galaxy S3 for me. But I gave it four, star, four and a half stars out of five on Tech Guide. I think it's the smartphone to beat. We've said that in the past, hmm. and uh, we've, we've confirmed that now that we've been using it. Does, um, does the S-Voice, uh, in, in the way they sell it, are they selling it as a dictation tool or as a, as a help-me-with-my-life personal assistant yeah, style Yeah, it's tool? more you can uh, that call Trevor Long or mm. um, Hi Galaxy, Wake Up or things like that, yeah. and, it, and it, it just didn't work for me. Yeah, I couldn't get the I don't know what I was doing wrong, start, and yeah. even a feature like that, which is particularly useful in the car, I, I use Siri all the time when I'm driving to call people just by talking to the phone. Mm. This didn't work for me in the car either. It didn't. It didn't um, turn down the music like Siri's microphone uh, initiated in my car. It just didn't. Didn't do it for me, unfortunately. But uh, that's the only blemish. That's the half star off. I think is yeah. the voice not working. And let me say, I think that any. 
I, I don't think that's actually going to affect Samsung's sales at all because no, people aren't all, buying these things one, for that. One last thing before we wrap it up. Mm. It's not 4G. I, I no. thought this would be 4G, but then in hindsight, I'm probably thinking that Samsung didn't really want to uh, disadvantage Optus and Vodafone if they release one 4G for Telstra and mm. then the normal versions for Optus and Vodafone. I think their reasoning was release them all on 3G, let them all have a great even start, and then in the near future, I think is what Samsung said, a 4G version for Telstra. Yep, that's what we can expect on Telstra if you want your 4G, which is on something like a 1,000 towers around the country uh, thus far. If you want your 4G, hold out for a little bit and you'll get it very soon. The Samsung Galaxy S3, now available been available for a few days and uh, and a great launch and a great phone and uh, certainly the thumbs up from the Two Blokes Talking Tech and you can read more about it at techguide.com.au Two Blokes Talking Tech You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick now, it's very rare when they get the two blokes at the same event, oh. uh, but they did manage to do that this week uh, at the Intel launch held at the Overseas Passenger Terminal in probably the worst storm yes. uh, that Sydney has ever seen. It was this torrential rain outside while while Kate Burley, the new general manager at uh, Intel, was giving her, her presentation. Yep. But uh, Intel, it was a big deal for th- this event because Intel were introducing their third generation processor uh, to some technology that, that increases not only the performance, uh, the speed, uh, and, and the uh, the innovation behind this uh, the, the processors has now enabled a new and even better class of ultrabooks to be produced. And after Kate finished her presentation, we we then walked out into a, into the large hall in the overseas passenger terminal where all their all of Intel's customers, in other mm. words, Toshiba, Sony. Alienware, Lenovo, Dell, and all their customers then were displaying the very latest versions of the Ultrabooks, which are literally going on sale as we speak. Um, we're going to go through a few of them now. I, I had a good look at the Sony Ultrabooks, uh, and the one that caught my eye, the Vio, had uh, not only thin and light uh, design, but it also had interesting gesture control where you can use your hand, wave your hand in front of the webcam to move back and forwards on a web page, on a presentation, you can wind your finger to uh, increase the volume and wind it back if you want to decrease the volume. Uh, they also had a, a really nice all-in-one uh, PC, the Vio L series, which had glasses-free 3D as well. So that's <laughs> the, the two highlights from Sony for me. So I um, I was interested in, in, and we both saw Toshiba before the event, and they showed off a couple of interesting things, and we'll talk about one of them here. The the Toshiba Ultrabook that they've released has a 21, point, 21 to 9 aspect ratio screen. Now, people will remember 4x3 was the, was the old square size. 16 by 9 is our current standard widescreen. This thing looks freakish in its in its width it is super wide and that allows two things it allows you to if you've got a digital download of say a, a fantastic recent release movie you can watch that without the pillar box effect and you're getting a nice size and, and, and great sound quality with harmacand on speakers but also just in windows um if you've got two windows open you can split the screen and they've actually got a button there that splits it so it's 16 by 9 at one part and you can have say twitter or or, or an email or something open on the on the right hand side so very very cunning thing from toshiba uh, a great look and also a really nifty feature of the Toshiba um, range from, from now on and backwards compliant a little bit is a thing called Peak Shift, which allows you to actually use your battery during the day um, when the power is expensive because it'll charge it overnight when power's cheap. So cunning little things like that, which um, just trying to, trying to innovate a little bit there from Toshiba, but check it out. The Toshiba Ultrabook, Stephen's written about it at techguide.com.au. 
And uh, over at Alienware, we had a bit of fun at the Alienware stand, Trevor, <laughs> where we uh, we had a bit I of a game of a three D game, three D shoot 'em up game, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm used to holding a PlayStation three controller in my hand, not used to the keyboard. That's my excuse. Okay, <laughs> I could. <laughs> we tried. Well, the 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 Intel, the third generation processor on the the M seventeen X, the M fourteen, the M eighteen, the gaming laptops from Alienware that that look terrific, and also their performance is uh, is just as good. Uh, they they were showing this three D shoot 'em. I don't even know what the name of the game was, but we were, we're doing no. our best. I got killed at the same time you did for the first time. But then when I got my bearings, I actually made it through the first level. But you were off talking to someone else. You never saw me do that. But, exactly. Uh, great, great devices from Alienware. Speed and performance, the two buzzwords that Alienware customers look for. Uh, and the Intel third generation processor has provided that. And look, a couple of things over at Lenovo that I thought were interesting. We saw, saw a couple of the standard um, notebooks and ultrabooks. But also, and I, I think they call it the tiny, is, is all I got out of it. But just keep your eye open for this thing. It's a very small, ultra small form factor computer, which is, um, you know, no wider than a golf ball in, a, in actual width. It's a, it's a desktop PC, I guess you'd call it. But it's absolutely tiny, and it's a really nice way to have a very small form factor. And what they're doing there is they're taking the, the, the benefits of the Ultrabook technology, which is, you know, really small and, and, and crunching things into those small form factor laptops, and they're, they're actually bringing that into a, into a desktop environment for a very small form factor thing. So that was a really cool innovation there. I think we'll see more about that over the coming weeks from Lenovo. The only other thing, Stephen, I was going to say to you, and um, it was raised by a couple of people. I, I raised it kind of offline. I didn't want to make a big deal out of it to, to Intel, but I'm a bit disappointed that they haven't changed the branding of the of the new range, the third gen core yeah. processors, because for a, for a punter going into store. Um, wanting to buy the latest, you've actually got to ask the question or you've got to look at code numbers. It really should have had a different brand on it so that you can actually tell which is an Ivy yeah. Bridge well, third think, generation. I think Kate uh, tried to explain that uh, on, on her during her, the end of her presentation, the Q&A there, but I think her reason was that they didn't want to confuse the customer. They thought, well, that's the Intel brand. It's sort of the i3, i5, i7, uh, and you're right. that She said, well, the processor number is going to start with a three, but I think it's up to the vendors to sell that uh, as part of their offering, like you know how they got the, the stickers on the on the just on the palm yeah. rest there. I think that's the thing that customers need to look for. I know it's not blaringly obvious; they're not going to light a neon sign over it, but. I think that sort of they were damned if they did and damned if they didn't. If they change it, it would confuse the customer. If they didn't change it, they might confuse the customer. So I think mm. it, it's up to the vendors to get that message across. Well, they changed it between first gen and second gen, so I think they should have done the same here. But that's not the end of the world. People just – the advice is just ask. Make sure you're getting – the latest third generation Core i3, i5, and i7. Super great graphics performance, and uh, it's available now in a whole stack of, uh, of computers. And, uh, and of course, the Ultrabooks, which is Intel's big word of the year. Mate, I'm not sure anyone's ever referred to me as a zookeeper or, uh, or a cop. <laughs> or a cop or a, or a FOMO. Or a social creator. Was that a FOMO? Was that an F that at the start of the S? FOMO. Okay. FOMO. Yeah. Thanks, mate. And uh, I've never been referred to as anything ending with OMO either. But okay. um, uh, not to your face. But no, anyway, not okay. to my face. No, that's <laughs> at the events I don't go to. Um, but this is interesting. And again, it's just research for research sake to try and get some publicity. But it's interesting research that Optus have done. Um, but you know, by a leading psychologist to look at how people are using. 
their smartphones. So you're talking about 34% of all smartphone users. I'm reading this from techguide.com.au, of course, um, are, uh, are the largest personality type, and they're, they're professional organizers, um, you know, trying to arrange themselves and their family's busy schedule. And what this says to me is it's an email and calendar thing, and essentially – this is the this is the majority because it's people who buy who get smartphones essentially because they have to and they they're just using the basic functions email and, and calendar and they're getting the best out of it. Okay. But it's an interesting little survey, don't you think? Absolutely, yeah. Well, the the next one down is the cop, which is the constantly online professional. Twenty nine percent of users, and uh, this is someone who's always contactable, day or night, uh, and the device is at the center of their universe. So without it, they're lost. But they're the highest users of uh, email and also gaming apps. So the FOMOs, fear of missing out. Which I can't uh, help but giggle when I hear that. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to walk around just calling Stephen Phoenix a FOMO, I'm telling you. Uh, 24% of people who say their, their biggest concern is that they're uh, is missing out. So they're always trying to be part of conversation and, uh, you know, they're heavily into social networking and constantly attached to their advice. I've got to be honest, and this is, this is a revelation. This is a two blokes talking tech revelation. I think I'm a FOMO. You're a FOMO. Okay. I'm, I think I'm more the last one. I'm the social creator. I think I'm uh, this uh, always looking out for the new information and the new sites and, and uh, wanting to be the conversation starter, the, uh, the did you know kind of person who they like to you know, express their opinion and don't just say what everyone else says and accessing news and, and, and sites like that on their smartphones uh, and using all kinds of apps to read reviews and, and just stay ahead of the curve. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll, I'll accept that. And if you want to read more about that survey, there's a whole stack of information at techguide.com.au. I always like to tap along to that sting. Uh, it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, uh, proud sponsors and supporters of Two Blokes Talking Tech. And one of the most important things that you can do for yourself for your family and for people visiting your home is provide a really good quality Wi-Fi in your home or small business, but certainly in the home, people are realising that in the, in the dark, deep corners of the home, big home, uh, modem down, the, down in the office or somewhere else, the Wi-Fi not so good at the other end of the house. And you can get, with, with Netgear's huge range of Wi-Fi range extenders, you can actually amplify your Wi-Fi and, and make reception better in all areas of the house. And there's a couple of different versions. There's a really nice, simple PowerPoint version, which literally just plugs straight into a PowerPoint, the size of a double adapter kind of thing with a couple of antennas coming out, push button to connect, and from then on, you've got a, a network at the other end of the house that gives good quality Wi-Fi to everyone else, as well as dual band range extenders. There's a whole different range, and uh, that's the way to give good quality Wi-Fi across your home, across your network, and you can read more about that at netgear.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, as you know, Trevor, I'm a, a bit of a projector fan, a home theatre projector fan. You've, uh, you yourself have been to the techguide.com.au headquarters and uh, sat mm. in my little, oh yes, not my just little, it's nice size man cave yes. slash home theatre. And uh, I uh, am a big fan of the home theatre projector, and I got a chance to visit the Sony office last week to. Have to check out their latest introduction to the projector family, and that is their 4K projector. Now, for those who don't know what a 4K projector is, it is the it's kind of the home version of the digital uh, projectors that are used in public cinemas. Mm. So you have thousands of 4K projectors in major cinemas around the world, and what they've basically done is they've 
use that technology and introduce the first home theater version. So the, the 4K resolution is 4,096, hence the name 4K, 4,000, by 2160. And that's a total of 8.8 million pixels. Now, to put that in comparison with full HD, which is 1920 by 1080, it's basically four times the resolution of full HD. So you can imagine it's a cracking picture. But what I liked about it was the fact that it was it was it allowed for what they call a short throw length. So that means that you don't have to have the projector very far oh, away oh, from yeah. the wall or the screen to enjoy a very large picture. Mm. Uh, and and the, the quality of this, even in 4K, they did have some native 4K material. There's not a lot of native 4K content out there, but I see within the next couple of years, studios will be releasing 4K versions of films. Rather than the, they'll release it on DVD, Blu-ray, and there'll be a 4K version, which is the version that is supplied to the cinemas to display it on their large screens. So, uh, Stephen, it's absolutely amazing. Mm. And this mm. thing is not cheap. No, it's, I was going to say, tell them the price, son. $25,000, but I was trying to convince my wife what a great investment this is. Mm. Uh, it's got a built-in anamorphic lens, which mm. allows people to stretch the 235 by 1, the widescreen image, to the full size of a widescreen, so there's no black uh, lines top and bottom. That's just $10,000 on its own. That's built in. I was trying to convince her what value <laughs> this represented. But, uh, well, listen. I listen. really like, too, the fact that it's very quiet. I think it's only 22 decibels, which is mm. quiet for a projector. But, Stephen, uh, if you happen to have any luck convincing your wife to, to go anywhere near the Sony 4K projector being in your, your tech guide home theater system there, yes. can you take over all negotiations in my home? I'll do my best. Well, let's just say that I've put a call into Sony and I'm hoping I can get a mate's rates price on this projector. And if, if it's in the ballpark... We'll all be watching Star Wars. going down. We'll be waiting for a Star Wars 4K version. You can read about that, of course, at techguide.com.au. Now, stacks to talk about, and we don't want to run out of time here, but let's just do a really quick wrap of a, of a few things that we've seen out of E3. And E3 is the big nerd yes. function, um, nerd it's conference. Like nerd function. Yeah, nerd conference. Well, in, we, uh, should, we, should spe- we should point out, Trevor, very quickly that computer gaming in Australia is more popular than the box office. So yes, more Stephen. people play games and buy <laughs> games than spend money at, to go to the movies. Yes, so, Stephen. But if you, could, if, you, if you combined box office with... You know, home movie rentals and digital oh, downloads. I, I it, it wouldn't be the case. So, if people it's still could, a very impressive figure. If people were going out to play games, it, it certainly wouldn't match the boss office. But anyway, let's be let's be clear here. This is a massive farm conference every year of all the big gaming companies getting together and releasing, you know, announcing new things, releasing new things. Now, a couple of things that I saw, really, the most important thing that I saw was from Xbox. I thought it was a very, very cool innovation, which I didn't read about anywhere. So this must have been a surprise. And they're calling an Xbox Smart Glass. It's basically a second screen for the Xbox. Now, I've seen this in use a couple of times. You know, obviously, there's, there's TV applications called second screen. But the, the one that I, I've used is, um, is actually on the iPad um, with you've got the HDMI out to the TV and you, you're playing real racing. You're racing the game on the TV, but down on the actual iPad is like the head-up display, you know, the map of the track and different things like that. That's essentially what they're doing here. They're, they're allowing you to connect your, your tablet, your phone, whatever the, the second screen device is, and it doesn't have to be a Windows one, and you're connecting it to the Xbox. And on that second screen, 
and you can do things like um, you could you could plan out moves in a, in a football game, or you can look at your you know watching your backpack in a first person shooter, you know, and see what's what what the next next strategy is. All these different you know second screen things to not take away from what is you know the main gameplay. Stephen, I thought this was very cool. Very impressive, but uh, over at Sony, uh, their PlayStation uh, press conference, which t- which took place right after the Microsoft press conference, it was all about the games. There, there was no real new hardware to mm-hmm. announce. Uh, they had released the PS Vita earlier this year, as you know. PS Love Vita going strong, uh, but the the concentration here was on the games, and the the highlights was a game called Wonder Book, which is a, a, a an extension of the Harry Potter sort of Hogwarts experience. Mm-hmm. But probably the 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 one that caught my attention attention as well was in that game called Beyond Two Souls. So it's a, it's a it's from the company who brought us Black Rain, which is a very plot heavy, story heavy game. Uh, and this this is uh, Beyond Two Souls stars Ellen Page, the Oscar nominated actress from the film Juno. You know she she plays a young girl in, in the film Juno. She gets pregnant, but she supplies I think her likeness and her voice. To this game, so uh, they also announced a couple of new PlayStation Vita titles, including a version of Call of Duty uh, Black Ops called Black Ops Unclassified. So mm-hmm. the beauty of the PS Vita is it's got those two great thumbstick controls, so you can play those first-person shooters on the device now, which is great news for fans. Uh, over at Nintendo, it was all about the Wii. U. That's the letter U, uh, which was been. It's been. We've known about this device for a while. Uh, a little bit more information about the device. It's going to be high definition this time. The controllers themselves have a second screen, so there's a, a six inch screen on the controller. Mm-hmm. So not only do you get what's on your TV, you get either supplementary information, a different point of view, or something else in your hand as well. And that's going to be mm-hmm. out in what Americans are calling the holiday season, which means at the end of the year before Christmas. Now the last thing, and I know people. Uh, probably abuse me for banging on about it but sim city uh we talked about this a month or so ago when they released some kind of game uh development in information and videos they released a gameplay video which is important video because it means that we're seeing what the actual game will look like not what they you know would hope in a graphics studio it would look like and i gotta be honest it's worth looking at you know check it out on youtube at the at the sim city page or the, the ea sports or ea mobile page um sim city is a bloody good game and they've doing, done some really amazing things this thing i'm telling you is going to be a sleeper hit next year because there's a lot of fans of sim city and mate the stuff i saw in this video was overly appealing to me in terms of as a fan of the game. So I think I think they're really working hard to build the hype for this game. So that's mm-hmm. when I'll be and keeping you're my doing eye a for. good job for them. I've got to say, hello. <laughs> <laughs> this is mean. You, I think when you get a copy of this game, they're going to say, "Where's Trevor? It's going to be oh, a week. Mate. We won't see you." Is that right? Oh, or? Actually, I said that on Facebook to my wife. I said goodbye. <laughs> I won't exist for a week. Uh, she did get the irrits about that. So she maybe might buy it for you. How's that? That is, if that happened, <laughs> someone will need to look up at the sky and check for pigs. Um, that would probably be the only time that would happen. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now, we're all into Wi-Fi connectivity around here, Trevor, including yourself uh, and our good friends and supporters. Netgear have actually come up with a brand new router. Now, 802.11n is the current Wi-Fi standard, been with us for a few years now, but Netgear have produced the world's first Next generation router, the R6300, which is, I think, the world's first Wi-Fi dual band 
8211AC router. Now, what the, the main appeal of this 8211AC device is the fact that you get up to triple the speed of your regular Wi-Fi yep. network. And it does this by using technology that rather than just generating a network that just goes out and radiates out from the router – it uses this direct beam technology that it's beam forming, they call it, where it actually targets the devices, the wireless devices in your home and creates like a, a line of sight connection, which enables that faster and more direct connection. Yeah, no, it's, and look, the thing is, it's not just um, not just a faster connection, but it will be therefore a better range too. So you will have um, you know a better range out of your uh, out of your wireless AC. Now, of course, and there's, there's there's narcs in the world. You know, what would you need this for if you have no device to connect to it? Something has to come first, the chicken or the egg. And in this case, it's the chicken because this thing needs to sit in your home and future proof you, so that when the next you know big phone comes out that does have AC built into it, you're ready to go. And it's a way of future proofing. And the other thing I'll say quickly. Netgear have done a beautiful design of the des- job on the design of this thing. Yeah, so it's really check, nice. Have, have a look at it at techguide.com. Do you do this? some pictures there, and um, and there'll be more information as it becomes available, and we can test it out with the dongle and, and get the speed test happening. So Netgear, um, it's a wireless AC, uh, 802.11ac, and you can read about it at techguide.com.au. And Two Blokes Talking Tech is also brought to you by Samsung. Now, we've already spoken about the Samsung Galaxy S3, sleek and innovative device with enhanced intelligence to make everyday life easier. It's powered by Android 4.0 ice cream sandwich and includes a 4.8-inch super AMOLED high-definition screen to create a really vivid viewing experience. It's also got an 8-megapixel camera at the rear, 1.9-megapixel camera at the front. The front camera is also utilized for smart stay, so it actually keeps an eye on your eye. So if you're looking at the screen, reading a book or browsing the web, it won't dim out the screen. The Galaxy S3 helps enhance the interaction experience between the device and the user. The Samsung Galaxy S3 designed for humans. And for more information, go to samsung.com.au. Now, mate, two quick things we can uh, talk about before we wrap up, probably a minute each. Um, I saw this one on your website. I saw it on Facebook. And uh, while we're talking about uh, Facebook, worthwhile people checking out the Tech Guide uh, Facebook page, techguide.com.au. I'll send you the links because you're giving away a a massive big screen TV and all the Netgear products to go with it. So... Check that out, like the Tech Guide page, and uh, and enter that competition. Pretty good thing, thousands of dollars worth of prizes. That's right. But where I saw what I saw was this thing from Elgato, which allows you to capture your gaming. And I've always wondered how you do that because I've always done great stuff. I'm uh, such a fantastic driver on Xbox, <laughs> but I can never share it with my friends. How does this thing work? Well, what it does, it cre- it connects your gaming console, which is connected to your TV, and it connects it to your Mac or your PC so that you can then record the signal. There's, it creates an input into your computer so you can record the game. And the beauty of it is, is that it's constantly recording, so you don't have to actually hit record. It, it always keeps the last 15 minutes of your gameplay. So if you have a particularly good game, you can go back, edit it, 
uh, and share it on YouTube. Now, the surprising thing about gaming videos on YouTube, it's one of the most shared videos is mm. people's game captures. Oh, there's yeah. an interesting stat. There's a, there's a channel uh, on YouTube called Makinima, which is a really huge uh, channel where people share their videos. In the month of April this year, they had 1.6 billion views. Ridiculous. Now, to put that into comparison, the CBS network in the US would take six years to equate that number of viewers. So it just goes to show how huge that kind of content is on the internet. So Elgato saw an opportunity and went for it. The Elgato Game Capture HD, it's priced at $279. And it's, uh, we can read more about it at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Very quickly, Dr. Dre. Beats by Dr. Dre, Trevor. It's what all the cool kids are listening to of at the course. moment. Not Prices me, have been slashed on the entire range. Because of the strength of our Aussie dollar, I think uh, Convoy International, the company who actually imports the headphones into Australia, we're probably seeing a lot of people looking online and seeing the, the, the products hundreds of dollars cheaper. So what they've done to encourage people to buy them from authorised retailers in Australia, they've knocked off up to 20% off these prices. There's a full list on Tech Guide of the prices of the products. And uh, you can, uh, if, if you're after a Beats Studio, for example, four nine nine down to three nine nine. Beats Pro five nine nine down to four nine nine. So uh, yeah, check out the prices. They're very popular with the with the kids and with the older older folk. The uh, Beats by Dr. Dre prices slashed on the entire range. And a bloody good gift idea. That's it. Thanks to Samsung and Netgear, good sponsors and, uh, and good supporters of te- uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, Stephen. I'll talk to you next week. You will. Thank you, Trevor. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.